This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Fires your boy high five Tom, and I just want to do a really quick preamble uh, before we dive into the awesome episode that we had with You're Too Slow and our good friend uh, Mr. Beaumont of the Brain Buster Boys, our special guest, uh, as we dove into a uh, not so awesome episode of TV. Uh, and I we will uh, dive into this real quick a little bit more next week, uh, as spoiler alert, uh, the TV episode uh, from last week is. Well, it's a Rage Road episode, but to keep it positive here, I do want to shout out real quick, obviously, uh, the day we recorded this, uh, the Iron Sheik had passed away, and we didn't even mention it in the episode, uh, which makes me a complete asshole, uh, so we will dive a little bit more into it, you know, uh, next week. You know, I am a bit older, both than uh, Will and Beaumont, so maybe not quite the cultural impact uh, that the Iron Sheik had. Uh, on them as they did me, but obviously uh, the simple fact is the Iron Sheik might be one of the most important, well, actually is, I mean, bar none, one of the most important figures in wrestling uh, slash sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, um, to this day. I mean, if the Iron Sheik doesn't do business, we probably don't get Hulkamania, and we'll dive into that. And uh, also, you know, you know, the younger generation uh, does know this iteration of the Iron Sheik um, from Twitter. You know, and the resurgence that he's had, you know, it was good to see that he got, you know, the last, you know, 10 plus years, uh, you know, he got some pub to make sure you do watch out the Iron Sheik movie. It is great. Uh, the Iron Sheik was a bad motherfucker, um, IRL, you know, for sure. So we will dive into it a little bit more, but I just want to say real quick, uh, to rest in peace to the Iron Sheik. Uh, thank you for everything, you know, and uh, we will miss your tweets and everything. And yes, Rob, I know he has a social media person that sends those tweets out, but like I always say, it's still reading me. But uh, hope everyone enjoys this episode. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Hope to have Beaumont on in one form or another uh, in the near future. This is a long time coming and well worth the wait. So uh, thank you so much, High Fivers, and I'll talk to everybody next week. Well, what up, High Fivers? Uh, per the usual, uh, this is your boy, High Five Tom, and I do have my uh, very good friend here on the other side of the country, uh, Mr. Willett Blend. Will, how are you this evening? Doing all right, Tom. It was the, the first farmer's market of the year. Well, that's dope. So, you know, we got to go out, and Brittany got to spend a lot of my money. <laughs> but it was all right, because I got a brookie, and it was delicious. A what? Nice. It's a... Bottom layers cookie. Whoa. Like, then, like, peanut butter, peanut butter cups in the middle. Then a brownie on top. Oh. Wow, that sounds like a diabetic nightmare. Yeah. Of amazingness. 
I mean What's the that? the heavy hit the heavy hitter there is the, the little like lemonade stand that's set up there. I get the limeade. Nice. Nice. Oh yeah, there you go. Limeade is fire. That yeah. sandwich sounds like you know if you have like a dessert spread at like a Thanksgiving dinner, you started taking stuff and stacking it on top of each other. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna have well, to so try that. I'm gonna have to try that next family get together, which will be Fourth of July. So uh, so we'll see what we got there. I'm sure we'll have some. Uh, yeah, they they do a lot of things like that. But I mean, they, this one, these ones they use. Uh, like peanut butter, they've made a lot of them. They just have like a frosting, kind of mm-hmm. like to hold the two, yeah, together. But so you can get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Nice. Well, and uh, as everybody heard, we are not alone. Uh, we have one half of the infamous Brainbuster Boys uh, podcast, and basically Brainbuster Boys in general as human beings. But my good friend, uh, someone who's actually slept in my house and hung out with my cats, Mr. Yes. Beaumont Rand of the Brain Buster Boys. Bo, how are you, my friend? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me on, Tom. Hope your cats are doing well. They are They are good. And, 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 yeah. We had a little incident today, but I think Smokus is okay. But uh, hmm. but in addition to Bo, we have uh, Mr. Micah Pellegrini of Specifically Devoid Entertainment. Micah, how are you this evening? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am fucking great. So it's uh, it's good to have you two on. Uh, you know, it, it's been a while. Will and I have been talking about doing this for a while. Uh, but yeah, how's everyone? Well, obviously, I mean, Bo and Micah, how's your your year been since last time I talked to you guys? Excuse me. Oh no, mine's been pretty good. Um, can't believe it's already half over. Um, I turned Dude. thirty. I turned thirty five on May twenty fifth, so uh, not too long ago. Um, so yeah, you know, it's been a, you know, it's been really busy. You know, I've been working on Brainbuster Boys. I'm editor for a couple different podcasts too, so I'm kind of really knee deep into that. Um, so yeah, you know, like like kind of getting more involved in just podcasting in general has has really marked my 2023, which has been which has been good. You know, I also have a part time teaching gig that ended, so I have like a lot of free time, and I don't have to be around a bunch of teenagers, which Ooh. I'm sure my, my which Micah Micah, do you teach teenagers? I do. I teach high school. You teach high. Oh yeah. Okay. I did. I, oh, I did. Yeah. So yeah. You know, my kids are high school age too. So it's like, all right. Like now that I have like some breathing room from them, it's like, what do I do? You know, what do oh. I complain about? You know, well, I like when I'm like driving in my car. What do I like bitch to myself about? What's my my stream of consciousness bitching? Oh. You know, right now, it, it, it's it, it's empty. You know, and I'm like, okay, what do I do with this? You know, newfound emotional freedom. Man, I'm not a religious person, but you guys fucking teaching high schoolers are doing the fucking Lord's work. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you know, it's good stuff. You know, I, I don't know, like I've been able to put up with teaching, you know, I mostly have done community college in the past, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it, it's something that, you know, I can, uh, I can kind of put up with two days a week. If I did it five days a week, um, I probably would have been long gone a long time ago. Yeah. So. M- Micah, what grades do you teach then? I teach, uh, I teach nine and 12. See, I, I do nine too. I do nine and 10. God, it's a horrible age too. Cause you're just in that straight up asshole mode. Yeah. At least by time. Uh, to- yeah. But I give it back to him. I mean, like, <laughs> I, th- I think I'm pretty witty and like these kids, uh, think that they invented all the tricks about mm. like, how to do stuff. And it's just like, I didn't even invent half these tricks. So. Yeah, I uh, yeah I remember. I mean, it was a long time ago for me to be that age, but yeah, I I do remember. So, but when you when you're bringing booze into school, it must be a lot easier, huh? Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, for us, it was just to throw it in a scope bottle, just making sure it looked like scope. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, for me and Micah, you just bring it just, you know, straight up, right? <laughs> I, I just have the fireball. The, the, no, you've got the whole like fireball, like cooler. They got it, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you, like it's not even hidden. You just have it in there. It's like, a, oh, can I get some water? It's just like, yeah, just give me a little shot of water. Just fireball. Yeah. Other than that, Will, how's your week been, buddy? Besides, obviously, you got to go to the farmer's market and get some new merch to see. Uh, no, no new merch. Oh, it's a badass t-shirt. I've had this for, for a little while, my uh, my King Parrot shirt. Um, the last merch I did pick up, though, was a one of the new uh, Shining Wizards Network t-shirts with a Memorial Day sale. Oh, nice. Which one did you get? I got the uh, the new Wizards Network design, the one okay. with the the microphone. Sweet, yeah. Also part of our, you know, someone that also takes very good care of us. I'm sure we'll mention the Shining Wizards throughout this episode, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. My week was good. Uh, I saw some wrestling on Sunday. A really good time. It was actually the first all Pride wrestling show in Illinois. Uh, it was good to see. So I do want to shout out my good friends. I did have. Uh, my good friend, the MC, Mr. Germ T. Ripper on the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, uh, but and also a former guest, my good friend, Mr. Greg uh, Moondog Murray. And then uh, Mateo, shout out to Mateo Valentine, who actually uh, put the show together in, uh, along um, with uh, and using the main event with uh, world-renowned Effie. So I'm sure you guys know who Effie is, the wrestler. So, yeah, yeah that was I a good time. Yeah, and then real quick, I want to put over, uh, as heard on Visionaries Global Media, I was on a podcast with Bo's uh, other half uh, on the the Phoenix Splash podcast, talking some New Japan wrestling, so it's good to actually talk some some current wrestling. Uh, I've been pretty down on on general wrestling, but uh, as Will can attest in our text thread, I was was super into the best of Super Juniors this year, so yeah, it's been a good week. Best of Super Juniors was really good. But as Matt and Kieran pointed out on Bride Club, if you miss a day, it's really hard to catch back up. And I missed one day, then I missed a second day, then I missed a third day. And at that point, it's just like I can't watch. I don't have enough time to dedicate to watch and catch up at this point. Then especially when I saw who the finals were, I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I really want to watch. I don't know if there's enough there to make me really want to watch. Did you watch the final? No. You should. Then I accidentally picked Master Wado in our Wizards pick for uh, whatever. For, the, for Dominion, Dominion or whatever. Yeah. I accidentally put in Wado instead of Hiromu, and of course he lost. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that final was the best match of the tournament. Well, you'd hope it would be, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I love Teton, so. Be. I mean, he broke my chair. And the one time, the one time, I mean, Bo, we've been to wrestling shows together. Yeah. Um, well, shit, Will and I, me and you have been to wrestling shows. I don't like missing matches, um, yeah. but I was at a Ring of Honor show and there's no intermission and I was a couple beers deep and, you know, I'm, I'm a little older, so I got to pee every 10 minutes. So I had to, I had to fucking pee. I came back and my goddamn chair was shattered because Teton landed in and shattered Are you serious? It. Yeah. Oh, my like, God. I was like, God damn it. The one time I, you know, I don't like leaving matches, so. Yeah. No, yeah. But, but uh, no, gentlemen, um, like I said, and you guys are more than welcome to jump into the questions here. And uh, uh, I, I want to throw this out there, Tom. You, you brought up the, the All Pride show. I still have a little bit of regret that I did not go to the Wrestle Queerdom show. Mm. Do, you, 
just because of the headspace I was in and just all the negativity that was kind of building around the event leading up to the event to the point where it's the day of the event and there was a bunch of people going, is it actually happening? Like, is there actually going to be a show there? Yeah. And, and it did. And it would have been cool to meet like Edith Surreal and, uh, you know, could have met Impact's Giselle Shaw, Kid Bandit. So it could have been a really cool thing. I'm glad uh, your Pride Pro Wrestling event, which went much better than uh, the one in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a blast. It was <laughs> it was a really good time. It was well attended. Um, you know, it was good to see you know actual good friends of mine, you know, succeeding and everything. So yeah, I had a fucking blast. So I have a blast wherever the fuck I go. I'm too old not to have fun. So. <laughs> um. Well, I'm going to go with the first question here. So, unfortunately, Micah and Bull have not seen this probably. Uh, but will you saw one from Rob? I'm I'm up with it. So, and obviously, uh, Bull and Micah, if you guys want to answer, obviously your your knowledge of the 2013 Ring of Honor uh, roster is limited. But if you want to pick anybody you know from Ring of Honor with this question, uh, but basically is which t- uh, Ring of Honor 2013 wrestler would you pick as your spirit animal? Will, you got one? Am I starting off? Yeah, because I had one and I forgot what it was, so I should have typed it down because I got really bad ADD. It's, it's so. not Mike Mondo? It's not Mike Mondo? You pick no. Mike Mondo for everything? I do pick Mike Mondo for a lot of things, but yeah. Um, chicken. You're going to go with Mark Briscoe, huh? More Mark Briscoe. That's a good pick. He is a national fucking treasure. There's a... Uh, as I brought it before, there is... A lot of feels like home quality to Mark Briscoe. Yeah, and uh, he's just a funny motherfucker. Know, he's funny. You know, you picture the little angel on your shoulder. You look over, and he smiles that big old, <laughs> big old grin without the, without the teeth. It's like that's it. Yeah. Um. For some, and, and well, and obviously chickens are animals, so that works out. So, um. I don't know. For some odd reason, it popped into my head Silas Young, being from Milwaukee, the last real man. I know he's kind of making his debut here at Ring of Honor, um, but yeah, just a, a you know super you know super dependable. Uh, comes in, he's going to give you a great match every single time. You know, work rate. He doesn't look like much, but then he gets in the ring, starts kicking people's asses. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Silas Young. Well, you got anything? Let's see. And you could pick yes. A, yes. any era of Ring of Honor. Yes, I do. And I'll actually put this in the chat here for Micah, because I um, just real quickly, whenever you uh, threw out the question there, there's a list of Ring of Honor um, people on the roster. And I've got 2013 pulled up. So before Micah picks it, I'm picking Cheeseburger. (laughs) Brandon Littlejohn, as his name is. Yeah, uh, that's it says on here. So, yeah, Micah, I put that link in there if you want to look at it. It's got the entire roster in there, which it's really loaded. Like I probably know like at least half the people on here. No shit, you know, nice. From, okay. from, from WWE so, or AEW or just wherever, whenever, to, you know, yeah. To to dig a little into that, uh, would would you, if you had your choice, would you pick, I don't know how familiar you are, but would you pick Cheeseburger or World Famous CB? Oh, I know. The, uh, so I saw that was his other nickname. I'm not really familiar with the wrestler at all. I just like Cheeseburger to go kind of go with the food theme with the chi- with chicken, Mark Briscoe, that you had going there. Um, ah. If I were picking, if I were picking for wrestling, I like how Eddie Kingston looks here because, like, he looks older in this picture. 
what he does now. Like he looks like a mess in this picture, you know, um, which I love, you know. So, so if I'm picking seriously, I'll pick I'll pick Ed, Eddie Kingston. Um, yeah, and Eddie Kingston, circa, circa 2013. I like that look. Yeah, and uh, Eddie Kingston making his first G1 appearance this year too. By the way. Yeah, that's what I heard. Who's he fighting? Uh, yeah, it's the big tournament they have. Big tournament. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. So they haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, yep, so there's going to be like 600 matches across yeah. like two months. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch all of them, but I work from home, so it's a lot easier for me to do these kind of things. So, um, but yeah, real- I, I got rid of New Japan World after Super oh, oh, Juniors oh, oh, wrapped oh, oh. up. Or you know what? I, I, I'm switching. I'm going to QT Marshall. Ah, yeah, I'll go to QT. Ooh. I love QT. He's just such a great, like, you know, at least in AEW when I've seen him. Just, you know, a great, easy to hate heel, does his job really well. He's not fun. never on the main card, but, you know, like always fun. And if you get a chance, there's a really, he's got a really good uh, documentary, uh-huh. uh, a, a bit past this time, probably like 2016, 17, uh, on Tubi. Okay. Yeah, so it's free. So I think it's still on there. I think it's one of those ones that's always on Tubi. So that's really good checkout. Uh, yeah. But speaking of cheeseburger, so um, the actually we saw the uh, Will and I saw the origin of that uh, nickname. So he was uh, being beaten up by uh, the asshole Charlie Hoss. It was your classic, you know, jock yeah. beating up on the little guy thing. And he's like, you should eat a cheeseburger. And then it just he turned into a cheeseburger. Yeah, because right now he's basically like the guy that picks up the um, streamers. Oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Don't don't underplay him. He's also the guy who runs out of live events and plants kisses on Maria Canales and calls her a cum dumpster. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, that's a verbatim quote. So he did call her a cum dumpster on a pay per view. That was like, wow. Um, wow. Okay then. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, really deep. What a what a career our cheeseburger had. He went from like ring crew to a dude who dresses like a cheeseburger mm-hmm. to being a dude who dresses like a cheeseburger who tag teams with Dushin Liger. Wow. Definitely. And then he became the world famous CB thing where he came out with like this big gaudy like cowboy hat and like big sunglasses. <laughs> he kind of looks like a Fortnite character. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's kind of reverted to something kind of like in the middle where he's he's going by cheeseburger again, but he still kind of has the look of yeah. the the world famous CB. That is hilarious, Mikey. You got anybody from the th- uh, 2013 Ring of Honor that you would consider your uh, your spirit animal? I think Boston's own Mike Bennett is my ah, spirit animal. That's a great pick. I mean, Mike Bennett fits just so many answers. So he's he's. I saw him wrestle live, um, and he's jacked. I yeah. have no idea, like how people don't understand, like how absolutely ripped this guy is. He's got to be like five nine, but like he is like as wide as a fridge. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's as nice as he appears on TV, too. So, we're big Mike Bennett fans here, so. I don't know, Tom. He doesn't, he's not very nice in 2013 Ring of Honor. No, no, he's, yeah, he's kind of an <laughs> asshole now, but I mean, you know, later on he portrayed, so. And the Kingdom's still, oh, no, they're actually in AEW, aren't they? Or no, they're in Ring well, of Honor. Well, they're in the, they're in Ring of Honor. Okay. It's, it's all, it's all one and the same, right? Yeah, we're, we're not too big fans. This is not our Ring of Honor, but. <laughs> That's a conversation for another time, but uh, but obviously, Rob, thank you. Uh, hopefully, I'm getting you your stickers here in the next couple of weeks. I got someone heading out to your country soon. Uh, spoiler alert, but yeah, make sure you check out on the, um, the Untanking the Territory um, or Unbooking the Territory. And if you're not following uh, Untaking the Territory on 
uh, Twitter with their daily Tank Abbott appreciation tweets. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, so shout out to those guys. But uh, we will be addressing one of uh, Mr. Eric Freed's of Nattering with E. I uh, just put out a new episode with Brundon, and I think he's got coming up with one of our former guests. But uh, and this is more uh, directed towards Will, and I'm not sure about um, Micah and both if you guys are into comic books or anything, because I don't really know much. But worst comic book you've made it all the way through. Um, yeah, Will, you want to, obviously you're the, the comic book guy of our, our couple here, so. So, I, my interest in comics is more recent. So, I have the benefit, right, of more so now, like, I kind of cherry pick what I want. Um, you know, there's still a degree of, I might wander around, you know, kind of like how you see the CDs and vinyl and you kind of like flip through it and it's like, Ooh, this looks cool. Like, and I did do that the other day and I got a, a, it was a decent comic and there's a really super low budget movie version on YouTube. And I'm like, Oh man, I've got to, nah. I've got to find time to watch this. Cause this is probably going to be horrendous. Um, so like, I've had the benefit where like I haven't really picked up anything terrible because I kind of got into starting into comics by just getting something that was by one of my favorite authors anyway. Okay. I mean, are there stuff that doesn't as much? Like I'm reading the new uh, the new Spider-Man uh, 2099 run, but I don't. Th- I'm not super invested in it but i think it's also just because i don't have a big background in it so like i'm just kind of jumping in and there's a lot of shit i don't know i don't quite understand but i just have to kind of accept it. it's like this is the point in the story i jumped in like they don't have time to catch me up every every issue i'm jumping into something kind of like that's been going for years so nice okay yeah, yeah. no i can't but... say i've had the uh, like I'm not like something like I'm getting to, through uh, other podcasts of like a lot of people were like into X Men and I've been like reading X Men for a really long time, and they're like, oh this this X Men was terrible and this one's like yeah but you guys read it all, yeah I'm like yeah because we like X Men it's like well, at what point do you just say you know what it's, I'll wait I'll come back in a <laughs> I'll come back in a month and see if anything's changed. Well, speaking of X Men, that's a good segue. Bull, real quick before he gives your answer, you want to plug uh, one of my personal favorite Brain Buster or Boys Eppers, uh when you guys had that, that couple on from the. Oh, yeah, the- yeah, for sure. Yeah, we had. Because they did the-, the original cartoon, right? They did the, the 90s cartoon. Yeah, the banana, Julia yeah. and Eric Lewald. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had, I, you know, just some little Twitter exchange. It was had to do with Thunder Rosa, actually. She's like, who's your favorite X-Men character? And I posted something about Apocalypse and it got a lot of likes and they liked it. And I just shot my shot and messaged them. And, and they were like, yeah, sure. We'll come on the podcast. And just a few months later, they did. Um, you know, and I always watched that show growing up. They were, you know, amazing. It's her 29th episode. So you got to kind of dig down deep to find it. That's, um, but, that but it did very cool. It's, yeah, uh, man. Um, episode yeah. twenty nine, you said. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. No. And um, and and funny enough, it kind of got brought back up because they're bringing that show back on Disney Plus, or doing a revival or a continuation. I guess is the best term. It's called X Men ninety seven now. And while they're not the showrunners specifically, they are you know creative consultants on to some degree. So uh, so that's all coming back. So so we were able to kind of post that again and you know i'm excited for them and their their show to come back because 
people love that. And I know that was something that they were kind of really working toward. You know, they had actually petitioned like Marvel Studios and um, um, uh, what's Kevin Feige, the guy behind all the, the MCU and all those movies that 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 uh, big producer. Yeah. Um, and it paid off. So I was really happy to see it pay off for them. Yeah, um, and they're they're a great follow on Twitter too. So I, was, they are. I really enjoyed that one. So yeah, they yeah they, they engage with a lot of people. They're very kind. I, yeah, I love them to death. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. So um. I guess uh, for for um, me and comic books. Um. I do want to plug another thing. I saw that uh, across the Spider Verse movie last night. Um. Which was I'm seeing, I'm seeing it Friday night. I'm so oh yeah, it, it's phenomenal. Like like it's so creative with all those different animation styles and. How like it, it's not just like oh yeah here's just a bunch of weird shit thrown at you for the screen it's very emotive, um, and really accents the characters in the story and it's just it's a wild ride, um, and I like the, the first one but I, but I, I I you know this one if you like the first one you'll probably like even more, you know the first one's more of a self-contained movie and this is definitely part one of a two-part thing, um, but yeah you know and you mentioned Spider-Man 2099 he's pretty big. In it. I'm, um, I'm very excited for that i i loved because i just watched actually i watched into the spider-verse for the first time oh earlier yeah this week. wow um, what you think it's kind of a lead up i'm like man i really want to see this and like i went to like my comic book groups i want to share your guys episode in there because that'll get some yeah yeah please I'll do get yeah, some yeah. listens on there Thank you. um like i said they're all like everybody in this this slack group is a big uh Big X Men, all they're all X Men fanatics. So yeah, that was kind of my gateway that, into um, comics, and that was my first. That and the '90s Spider Man cartoon, you know. Um, yeah, that, that yeah. I saw I, there's a guy who does TikToks about like all these themes for like kids shows. And it's like, listen, it doesn't have to go that hard, but it's like they're all these like ridiculous theme songs. All those like nineties like yeah, kids yeah. cartoons well, well, well and, the, and the, 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 I saw only it was the, the Spider-Man one and it's like what a wild song just like we're just gonna make this 30 minute oh. second banger like. oh and, and, and you know who it was written by it was written by you Joe don't. Perry of Aerosmith no shit no shit yeah and, and and admittedly not the biggest Aerosmith fan but like still very cool you know like, I never would have guessed yeah yeah so he did that um, the the an- X Men animated series is by a guy named Ron Wasserman. They talked we talked about it in the interview, um, but yeah, Joe Perry did the radioactive Spider Man that whole thing, which is yeah, it's a great it's a great theme. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh-huh. But um, I guess to, to to go back, um, not a big comics person. Like sometimes, like when I'm like going down Wikipedia holes, and I'll read about some sort of issue or storyline i'll go to read comics online which is this like website where you can read any comic for free um yeah you know and i've read like a variety of stuff it's not anything specific like you know i've read like a Darth vader comic and i i read like the infinity gauntlet storyline you know i did that um but the worst one um was i saw that um you know i i read watchman the book and i really like watchman the book a lot i read that back 10 years ago something like that um really like that um and i noticed that dc or warner or whatever parent company owned those characters and they decided to bring them into the dc universe and it just seems so just just janky 
Mm. It's like bringing that very serious storyline in with like the Superman and the, the Green Lantern and all that. Yeah, there's like, there's a reason Alan Moore stopped being involved after. Oh yeah, yeah, I, came out. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was just barf, and I was just like, yeah, this is just sad because it's not like you know I hold Watchmen that much higher above like Superman or Batman. They play like two very different roles, but those things like mixed together. You know, it was like mixing, it was like mixing together bourbon and like red wine, you know, and it was, yeah, yeah, and it was nasty. Yeah. Yeah. That Watchmen book is fucking something else, man, for sure. And and, and I love the um, HBO series that was on in, I believe, 2019. That was very cool. Yeah. That was very good. The the Zack Snyder movie, I think, kind of misses a good bit. The misses like the the whole political layer of it because, you know, right. And they, they, yeah. I mean, avoid spoiling a movie that came out however long ago and a book that came out even yeah. further ago than that but it's like you change like the one the one aspect where it's manhattan instead of the squid yeah yeah and, and that, like, you, you guys were so faithful to like every other panel of this that, book yeah. and that's the one thing you guys yeah. decided to change oh yeah it, yeah that was just like i don't know like and it then takes they, a lot they of go the- to it in the show so it's like uh-huh. all these people who watch the the movie probably like, well, came into the, the show stuff? Like, yeah <laughs> yeah that's what I was like. I'm like, wait, what the what the fuck's it raining squids? I was like, God damn. Yeah, wow. yeah. It's it's a big, big like like tonal difference too. Um, and and I'll say this about the, the the movie too. It's like, and I don't think this is like Zack Snyder or the writer's fault. I think the studio was like, you need to have a main character. And so you're like, who's it gonna be? And the, and they picked Rorschach, which was like, there's no right choice, but Rorschach's not a very good choice because Rorschach's like, if you read him in the novel he's he's sort of like he's got he's like all like conspiracy theory you know like 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 homophobic you know like rorschach's not a good person no he's not not a good person at all like like you know like um and and like they 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 saw him and and like they saw that and they were like well like he's kind of badass people will think he's badass because he's got the mask on he's got the whole like noir kind of thing and and that just He's yeah. like the Batman of the story. Yeah, yeah, but like, in, but like, how Batman would be kind of like in real, you know, like sort of a, yeah, you know, um, like a, a, just a just a bad, you know, person, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term. And but 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 yeah, and I think the studio was uh, like, you need to pick a main character, and you couldn't pick like Night Owl or Doctor Manhattan, so they they had to pick, they picked sure. him. Which yeah, and I think that like after reading the book, I was like thinking back in the movie, I was like, what the fuck? Like you know, like. Um, but, but I mean, I think, you, you know, gotta, you got to sell masks, brother. You got to sell those gimmicks. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't, I don't like, I I'm sure, I'm sure that was like, not just a complete screenwriter choice. I imagine the studio was like, we need to have a main character in this movie or no one's going to know what's going on or relate to anyone. So they, they, they picked Rorschach, you know? And so I, I don't envy the position they were put in, but it was certainly the wrong decision. So. Yeah. yeah. Mikey, you got uh, any comic books that you had, uh, Really had a tough time getting through. Oh, Micah, did we lose you? Did we lose you? Okay, we'll come back to that. So, mm-hmm. Micah, Micah, please come back. So, um, well, Micah, I was- I'm sick of listening to these nerds talk about <laughs> comic books. I'm leaving. Yeah, he's like, I'm out of here. Yeah, and like I said, Watchmen's like the only one I really know. Um, you know, because yeah. I'm kind of, kind of a dork that way. So, but oh, yeah. that book, and it's really cool that they made they made you know, the movie. It's, it's not a bad one to know. No, no and, and I had a copy of it. I think I gave it to my brother-in-law or my stepbrother, 
So I have to buy myself another one. So, um, but obviously, um, make sure you follow E Freed on the Twitter machine, uh, and you know, make sure you catch up all the episodes of Nattering with E uh, on the Podbean. But we've got one from our uh, our third member member here of our Ring of Honor Triumphant, uh, who's currently going through apocalyptic haze uh, with smoke by his house. So, Will, you haven't been really getting affected by that smoke, huh? No. You, it's it's semi-evident. It's not. I mean, you know, you think with geography, I I would experience it a little more here. Yeah. Because like northern part of New Hampshire is getting it bad. Um, but you know, like Brendan shared the picture of like outside his window, and like my other friends in New Jersey posting very similar pictures. But uh, yeah, and it's not. There is a little something in the air here, but it's not nearly as bad as like what some other um i think Brittany showed me a picture earlier of, was like, of new york city and like the difference between like what the view normally looks like and what it's looking like now yeah boy are you guys getting any smoke over there from the fires or anything not that i not that i've noticed no smell or, or anything um now it's been you know been pretty been still pretty not you know yeah, Not we had bad. we had some about a week and a half ago, but I had to chuckle because listen, living out in Idaho, we had forest fires all the time. So that was mm-hmm. like par for the course, like during the summer there. But it really made for some fucking bitching ass fucking sunset. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I can imagine because yeah, all the pictures in New York that I've seen today that people have posted on Twitter have been fascinating. None, the, you know, you know, like like they, I mean, there's a degree of beauty to it, but there's a de- degree of like apocalyptic, you know. You know, everything's just all orange and hazy. Yeah, it's and that stuff brown like that. tone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So where in Canada are those fires? Quebec, I believe. Okay. Is what I read. Oh, yeah, shit. So that's not that far from you then, Will. No. Huh. Well, I hope everyone's safe. So, um, but Brundon's question of dishonor this week. Uh, did you get any wrestling magazines on a semi-regular basis when you were younger? Which ones? And do you get any anymore? Um, <laughs> Shit, I forgot. Son of a bitch and thing. <laughs> um, I had it queued uh, up and everything and it didn't play. <laughs> uh, my bad. So, uh, But real quick, I'll kind of start that off being, being the old guy here when uh, you know magazines were still popular. Um, I got a bunch of after mags. I know PWI was up there. Uh, you know, as a kid, uh, there was a gas station. that was about two and a half miles from my house. So I just walked to the gas station and sit there and read magazines all day. Uh, of course, I wouldn't buy anything. And then I walked back to my house. Um, but a funny anecdote with that. So I met Jerry Lawler a couple years ago. And I said, wow, Jerry Lawler, you're like my favorite wrestler as a kid for a guy I never saw any matches. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, well, they always talked about how awesome you were in the magazine. So I just thought you were an awesome wrestler. So he thought that was kind of uh, a funny thing. But I definitely remember when uh, the WWF magazine started coming out. Uh, with their, you know, because it was more of the glossy covers and everything, and kind of reading everything. I kind of wish I'd done more of like the tape trading because there's all like the mail- mailing addresses and stuff like that. Um, but you know, at this point in my life, I do not uh, read many, you know, wrestling magazines. It's tough because obviously, you know, everything's online, but I did find the, my dad's library because uh, my dad and I go to breakfast every other Thursday, and uh, the library we go to after breakfast actually has PWI um, hard copy in it. So that was kind of nice to see. So um, but yeah, I know you guys are a bit younger than I am, but, uh, did you guys read any wrestling magazines when you guys were kids? Um, no, nah, I, I'm not wrestling specifically. I mean, I think I had, 
for for a period of time, I got ESPN, the magazine. Remember that? It was pretty big. Yeah. It was like Rolling Stone sized. Um, but yeah, big Nintendo Power Kit. You know, yeah, um, yeah that that was kind of that was what those two magazines mainly were the I guess big two that occupied my childhood. Yeah, Will. Growing up, I think I may have got a, a PWI once. Um, and I think I got a WWE, a WWE magazine once. But I never, uh, not some, because like I got PWI and I was like, it was like I was lost. It was too much information mm-hmm. all at once. And I was such a new wrestling fan that I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. Like, I don't get how they're ranking these things. Like, I don't know what any of this, any of these people, like, I'm looking for people that I know. I'm like, I don't see any, like, I only know the SmackDown roster. Like, where is, <laughs> <laughs> there's like, all these pictures. It's like, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> yeah. And back when it was you started... too much, it was too much too soon. Yeah. And, you know, like when you were started watching wrestling too, I mean, the quality of wrestling wasn't, you know, very good either. So, and I mean, as as far as now, like I, like I don't sub, like I follow pages or whatever. Like I don't really like. I'm not like subscribed to anybody. I'm not keeping up with anything because for me, my biggest thing for wrestling, like it's fun to watch. You know, you watch like a best of Super Juniors, and you get you just like ridiculous matches. And I don't want to say for that example specifically that you don't have the story going in because they did a great job of like weaving mm-hmm. stories through the best of super juniors and then into uh, Dominion. Uh, but I I look at wrestling so much more as just like a storytelling lens. I don't care as much about like the the in ring stuff as much. Like I'm not really looking for like a star rating. I'm looking for more like how is the story being served and is the story moving mm-hmm. which ring of honor in 2013 not not so uh not not so great at getting stories to move along no yeah they're definitely plagued by one certain storyline but yeah it was cool for me i mean i was definitely kind of in that golden age of of wrestling magazines you know the late 80s early 90s so i'd look at the top 10 and there's these three van eric or von eric boys you know then of course you know two years later they're all dead um you know but obviously i knew hulk hogan and and you know you know randy macho man savage were but then you see all these japanese wrestlers and that's kind of how you kept up with uh like nwa uh, because you know in our area it was a little awa was kind of um dying down a little bit but i mean wwf was king um, you know, being on NBC and everything. So it was just kind of cool to follow, like, you know, Sting in his young career, you know, all the exploits of the, you know, the four horsemen and stuff like that in the magazines and everything. So, um, but I do want to read Brundon's answer here real quick. Um, oh, yeah, I was a big on the Aftermags, PWI, The Wrestler, later, uh, Wow, World of Wrestling, also The Raw Magazine. Uh, I got the PW500 uh, for many years, discovered a lot of guys that way uh, before the internet was big. Uh, so the last time I bought one was a uh, digital PWI 502 years ago. Um, side note, I was crushed. And I found out Eddie Elner from PWI was a made up writer along with a few others. So it's kind of funny that even the wrestlers back in the, or uh, the writers back in the day went kayfabe. So um, even yeah. the writers were fake. Right. 
But yeah, if you want to, there's a really good book. Actually, Bill Apter wrote a book. Uh, it's called, it is, um, actually, I've got it right here. You can put it up on the screen here. But it's called, uh, Is Wrestling Fixed? I didn't know it was broken. Uh, just, I mean, Bill Apter is really kind of the, <laughs> the, the original. But uh, it's a great book. Um, anyone, I definitely recommend it. Or if you want me to mail you my copy, if any of the high fivers hit me up, I'd be more than happy to mail it to you. So, yeah, it's definitely worth it. It's a lot of fun, you know, a nostalgia trip for me, so. What a what a great name! It just it what just a great works. title, you know. Like the kids like to say, it just writes itself. So, um, Micah, are you with us? Did we lose Micah? May have I don't know. Oh, Micah, come back! He's, he's not in the room. It looks like it's just the yeah, just, yeah. just the three of us. Okay, well I'll text him see if he's coming back. So okay. hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if people are interested in like wrestling history and they do like comics, there is, I'll tweet it later. I don't remember what the exact name of it is, but it's like a comic book history of pro wrestling. It's like a big book and it's, it's dense. Like it's not a, you think it's a quick read, but there, it is very wordy and there's a lot of information, but it's very good. Yeah. Yeah, Faith got me a copy of that, so I don't know where mine is actually. I and I didn't even finish it yet, so. Um, well, cool. Well, uh, there's a lot there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, but obviously, you so know, I was listening to something talking about the the Nitro book, and I'm like, I still need to get back. I only read like the first couple chapters of that Nitro book, and I'm like, hmm. I'm like, I'm lost. Like all this, like I'm re- I'm taking in these words, and they mean nothing to me. Yeah, my next wrestling book is actually uh, the Tito Santana book, which is supposed to be really good. So, Olay. Um, Olay. So, but uh, real quick here, uh, before we go and dive into TV, do you guys have anything else you want to address before we, we take a quick break here and plug all our friends? Not so, off the top of my head, my friend. Okay. Will, you good for a little bit? Oh, Will, your hair looks really nice, by the way. I don't know. Thank you. I got to. I said earlier I got to get my get my ears lowered, and Brittany looked at me funny. Uh, I do need to get it cleaned up a little bit. But. Yeah. Well, sweet, we're just gonna take quick friends. Uh, so enjoy all this wonderful commercial uh, from all our good friends here at the Shining Wizards Network, and we'll see everybody on the other side. All right, make sure you follow all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. But obviously, I would be remiss uh, to mention. Make sure uh, we do need to actually get maybe a commercial block. Uh, for Visionaries Global Media. So obviously follow uh, Chad and Diesel over at VFTR uh, 2.0. They are on a little bit of a hiatus, but they do put out content once in a while. Uh, But, you know, you can hear Diesel uh, recently on the Brain Buster Boys. Another great episode, by the way, Bo. Thank Um, you. And uh, and, uh, Chad is actually joining us tomorrow for a watch-along, so uh, watch that on the... um, Visionaries Global Field, but obviously check out the Brain Buster Boys. Like I said, if you're not, if you're listening to this show and you're not listening to Brain Buster Boys um, or Band from Ringside, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Um, all great shows here. Obviously, Matt and Graham over at Good Cop, Bad Cop, uh, great guys, you know, and Chad, and Matt, and all the crew over at Dungeons and Junkies and Chris Talks Games. Um, I don't think I'm missing anybody. If I am, I'm sorry. But yeah, make sure you check out all the great shows over at Visionaries Global Media. You know, Will, I know you said you might be checking out the Dungeons and Junkies, so it'd be fun to hear how it goes. So yeah, there's they've got uh they still got their um wolf, I don't know. I don't know. They got a new campaign, so yeah. Uh but but uh, gentlemen, the main event of the evening 
This is Ring of Honor episode TV 90. Original air date June 8th, 2013. Um, one year well, tomorrow, one decade tomorrow. Yep. Uh, and they kind of fucked it on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perhaps. Um, because uh, because technically, um, yeah, when we first started, it was supposed to these episodes were supposed to drop the day after TV, but then they fucked up the dates on TV. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I already got my Saturday slot. Um, but yeah, uh, I always ask Will this, but Bo, do you by chance remember what you're doing June 2013? Oh boy, um, I was um, when was Bonnaroo 2013? Because I might have been at Bonnaroo because I went that year. No okay. shit. Let me see. Uh, oh, I was getting ready to go there. As a matter of fact, so I was gearing up uh, for that because that was June the 13th. So that would have been the Thursday. So June the 8th would have oh, been wow. Sunday. So yeah, I was. That's exactly what I was doing. Wow. And Will, you were just getting back home from college? Kind of hanging out? June 2013? 20, no, 20, 2013. I have to count 9, 10, 10, 11, 11, 12, 12, 13. I would have been, uh, been in New Hampshire at that point. Nice. Okay. I would have been on the summer, and I would have two two classes to uh, to finish up. To get nice. my, uh, my degree. Yeah, I was just uh, starting my uh, what would end up being one of my favorite, actually probably my favorite job of all time. I was, you know, doing the general store thing out in Idaho my first summer. Uh, Faith and I were starting our, our I guess, our, our relationship at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just put that out there because she's not home to yell at me about that. She wouldn't mm-hmm. yell at me, but yeah, it's hard to imagine. You know, it was 10 years ago. We started kind of hanging out exclusively. So I don't know how the fuck she's put off with me this long, but she's pretty much a fucking saint at this point. So. Um, but yeah, real quick before we do want to dive into the episode, I do want to shout out one of our little high fivers, uh, that was recently injured and kind of cracked open her, her head. So, uh, shout out to SJ. Uh, hope you're feeling better. We appreciate all the shout outs. I know you're got a little bit more time here to listen to podcasts, but, uh, make sure you heal your dome. Those concussions ain't no joke. So, uh, feel better soon. And I will let you know when your tickets are on the way. So very tickets, Jesus stickers. So, all right, gentlemen. Ring of Honor TV episode 1990. Uh, we're still in Toronto. Yeah, so Bo, give you a little background. Uh, their latest mm-hmm. pay-per-view was in Toronto. And what they usually do is they tape a bunch of house shows after, like mm-hmm. the next day. So a lot of these people have been sitting in the arena for a while. Uh, we get Kevin Kelly and yeah. Nigel McGuinness, um, who I'm assuming both of you are familiar with, obviously. So, yeah. okay. And then, uh, but no Steve Carino. Uh, but to start off the episode... Wait, did I delete something? Okay, because Matt Taven mm-hmm. was okay. T- Pepper Parks and Taven were the first match, right? They were, yeah, yeah. Okay, my I, I got a really old version. It's uh, Open Office Writer here. It's a um, it's a black market uh, office or Microsoft Office thing. So sometimes it just deletes like whole paragraphs for no apparent reason. But uh, we start off the episode. Uh, we hear this uh, the "Take Your Pants Off" song. Uh, horrible. Um, but Truth comes out with a uh, hoopla hot Scarlet, and I'm just gonna call her Maria. Uh, yeah, Bo, did you by any chance recognize uh the redheaded uh hoopla hottie? I I did not know. Oh oh oh, Scarlet, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, Karen yeah. Cro- okay, yeah. yeah. Was Karen Cross in Ring of Honor at this time? No, no. Okay, yeah. So I don't know if he even really did a. St- I know he was in. He was huge in Impact, I believe. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure if he went to her. That's a good question. Uh, but Truth gets on the mic. I uh, have some stuff to say. Uh, well, kind of. Um, once again, the sound sucked. 
you know, Will, were you surprised on the shitty sound work here? I'm like, you're in a, you know, on broadcast TV. Uh, but yeah, basically, truth calls out uh, lethal. Um, yeah, I caught Bobby Cruz eyeing up Scarlet and a little creepy pervy there. But uh, he issues an open challenge. And like we talked about in pre-production, it was Pepper Parks. Uh, now the of the blade of Butcher and Blade in AEW versus Matt Taven. Um, yeah, Truth calls Pepper. Uh, you know, or t- um, you know, cuts a promo on Pepper. Calls him, you know, his, his father's disappointment. Parks insults Truth. Taven jumps him. The match starts. Um, you know, solid back and forth. Uh, nothing too crazy. Parks and uh, oh yeah, slash. Oh yeah, they tell a story. He was going to quit wrestling. Uh, but the match, you know, he wanted to reinvent himself. And then I must have deleted my things are really horrible here. So I don't remember how the match ended. I know Matt Taven hit that thing on it. So, um, all in all, that was a really shitty review. Sorry. Yeah, Matt Taven won. Uh, yeah with that really, yeah, I do like that TV, uh, that DDT. But uh, Bob, as a, you know, kind of an introduction to Ring of Honor here for a little bit. What'd you think of this match and uh, the promo and Truth Martini and everything? Hopefully, um, it didn't, lead, it didn't lead you too much because. Oh no, you didn't. You know, I thought it was you know you know like I said, it, it had that indie wrestling by that very ramshackle. Uh, you know, just kind of uh, like like the ring, just kind of had that very you know like like it sounded like it was full of aluminum cans. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, like like this is you know like it has the indie show vibe, but you know the guys just look the part. It's a lot more, um, you know, uh, j- just just bigger and j- just more precise than an indie show. Um, but yeah, d- didn't know uh, Pepper Parks was Blade at first. Uh, mm-hmm. I kept thinking go back to comic books. I kept thinking when they said that I thought it was Pepper Potts. <laughs> it's like Tony Starks. What is it? Um, his um, it's the woman that yeah. uh, like the part that Gwyneth Paltrow plays is a uh, yeah, assistant, Pepper Potts. His assistant or is his? Uh, yeah. I, I think it was his love interest. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I thought this was a, pr- a pretty good opening match. You know, uh, a, a pretty um, pretty solid. I mean, you know, pretty pretty good. You know, Pepper Parks just isn't the same to me since he yeah. cut his uh his pigtails off. So yeah, yeah. No, as the blade, he looks very you know just kind of. Trashy, you know, yeah. a little bit, yeah. In a fun, the, the way, blade so. is very fun Rorschach-y. Way, yeah. He is, he is very Rorschachy. <laughs> he is very Rorschachy. Yeah, yeah I think he, he keeps a journal with all kinds of nasty things in there. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah. My wife like, tried to serve me tofu again tonight. You know? <laughs> yeah, but uh, during the match, we did find out it's official that uh, Michael Elgin's facing Champa at Best in the World. Um, but yeah, I, I did find my notes here. I, yeah, I'm sorry about that guys. Uh, but yeah, bad, bad, um, they did show the replay, uh, really kind of a bad camera angle. Cause they really showed that Taven really protected parks on that DDT. Mm-hmm. I know it's kind of picking nits, but, um, but then we get a commercial, uh, eight, five, five cash. Now will, I have not called them back. I will call them back. Um, I mean, do you need cash now? I, I don't need cash now, but I would like to like interview like the call center person. See, you know, if I can get some information, I'm, so. Sure, that would make that person's day. They're slogging through their day. And there's someone like, "Oh, hey there, my name's Milwaukee Tom." <laughs> do you have a do you have a couple minutes? I know you're on the clock and everything. So, um, it's like, listen, how, how how much long is your shift? We'll just shoot the breeze. You don't have to talk to anybody else. Yeah, I mean, I would do it. I mean, if they're okay with it. Well, have you ever worked? And it's all working. All those calls are going to be recorded, so somebody's going to have to sit down for a review and just like, how long does this conversation go? Yep. What's a ring of? <laughs> yeah, Bo, have you ever worked in a call center? No, I have not. Actually, I have it's not. He- it's hell. It's I not. Can imagine. Yeah. It's not Again. as bad. Pa- it's not as bad as packing groceries, but or no, it's 
It's worse. No, it's not as bad as packing groceries, but it's yeah, better than washing dishes. Yeah, No, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. I can. Yeah. So it's, yeah. No, I feel I, I answer Yeah. phones for one of my jobs, like not all the time that, like, as my like sole, like main duty. But yeah, you know, no, I, I, I've had enough exposure to it to, to feel like I have a decent idea of how bad it can be. Yeah. I hate it. I worked, I worked for a student loan servicer and that was, Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So like, I those bet were, like the phone those calls were, those you have to make are not fun calls. Yeah. right. And then nobody ever calls in happy either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, the job I've got now, I started off in the call center. Yeah. And you're dealing with, you know, dental Medicaid patients. It's, it's, it was, you know, but fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but next we get a real quick, uh, promo uh jay is gonna whip his brother's app uh brother's ass on i pay-per-view um and then he tells everyone to come back the next day and, and you know they're gonna celebrate mark's ass whooping uh classic jay briscoe quick promo um you know we say it every week on the show but jay we miss you um that still sucks but uh but but this week will um this is a new thing they've been doing bo but you can text uh, a certain number and you can get a picture of scarlet bodo sent to you Oh, um wow. That number does not work any longer. I did Oh, text. oh does it not? Yeah. I I tried that also, but it didn't work out. So, I. um, yeah, because we've had Adam Cole and Michael Elgin so far, right, Will? Uh, and CNC Wrestle Factory. Oh, that's right. Yeah, CNC Wrestle Factory. So, um, but uh, we talked about this one in production. Uh, we got Tomas, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and his new music, uh, which I'm kind of digging, versus Rip Impact. Um, but it looks like Rip Impact still active. You know, he's a bunch of bunch of titles up in Canada and everything, so um and we follow him on Twitter now, Will. I do we do follow Rip Impact on Twitter. So through Ring of Honor Reverie on the Twitter machine. Um, you know, but Kachampa comes out, demolishes quick, uh, but uh Rip does kind of kick out of one of a pretty nasty move, which I thought was kind of odd. Uh but obviously Champa does the delayed suplex as a shot at Michael Elgin. Uh Michael Elgin comes out the words. Um You know, and like shout out to Brendan's question last week. Uh, but um, yeah, Michael Elgin protein bars. So, uh, but yeah, at the end, Champa hits an air raid single with a second rope, uh, gets the pin or no, and uh, him and Elgin stare at each other, screaming, uh, the, the screaming, screaming Sicilian psychopath pizza. Uh, but Elgin says he uh, basically he picked a fight, or I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking here, guys. Sorry. Basically, uh, Champa and uh, Elgin stare at each other. So uh, we are getting Michael Elgin versus uh, Tomas Champa. Now, Bo, are you familiar with Michael Elgin at all? I am not. No, yeah, I'm familiar with Champa. We, um, whenever we were covering WWE, he was a big guy in NXT, and Yeah. I've, yeah, now he's like partnered with the Miz in a part that's just kind of like weird for him because it seems like he's like a pretty, you know, good. I mean, he's a smaller guy, which I know like is not like you know doesn't bode well for your prospects on the main roster. Um, like on Raw, but yeah, you know, like, you know, I thought he was great in NXT. Um, fuck, who do you have? Oh, he had a big match against Balter. Um, a big clash of styles, big chop fest, but yeah, he had a great showing. It was a good, like, it was at like one of their standard delivers, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it was an excellent match of that. Yeah, that was kind of like the exit for both of them, like, so, you know, as they were kind of transitioning, I think, to, to 2.0 and everything. Um, but yeah, obviously his rivalry with Johnny Gargano was just fucking... I mean, things of legend. So it's really kind of cool uh, to see him here. He uh, he was on a podcast with Lillian Garcia, and I want to re-listen to it. I can't fucking find it. But I guess Ring of Honor, like, he had a lot of start and stops, but he just came back from a knee injury. Mm, um, 
Yeah, but Michael Elgin, he's just, I mean, you look at the guy, you wouldn't think he can fucking go. Like, he's yeah. one of those big, strong, tough dudes that can actually, like, really work in the ring. So that's mm-hmm. going to be a really fun one. And uh, one of our questions last week was just, uh, oh, from Rob, was um, wrestler food pizza. So that's what, in uh, Brundon's was, uh, yeah, Michael Elgin protein bars because he got Boston Japan stealing protein bars. Uh, but Will came up with uh, the Screaming Sicilian Psychopath Pizza. There you go. So, do you guys have Screaming Sicilian up by you guys? We don't. No, it okay. sounds nice though. Yeah, it's a yeah. See, I thought it was just a Wisconsin thing, but Will says he's got it up by him. So, wow. Yeah, no, I guess it must be a North thing because yeah, it's my first year grow it. Yeah, uh, but Will's favorite time of the week inside Ring of Honor. Will, oh, did you have any uh, quick thoughts there on Champa and Rip Impact and the, the little stare down from Champa and Michael Elgin's whispering sweet nothings in each other's ear? I mean, it's a great non-story, right? They really, it's just, we're going to have these two wrestle and then we're not going to tell you why. We're not going to tell you why they're like chippy with each other. They're just going to be. It's like, okay, cool. That's going to be fine. I'm really looking forward to the match though, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you're a mark. I am a mark. That is very, very true. I mean, well, it's in the name of the show. So, I mean, you know, but inside Ring of Honor. Uh, we review um, Champa's demolishing of QT Marshall in RD Evans. So I know Bowley, you're a big fan of QT, and well, oh, you should yeah. be. He's really good. Um, but yeah, because Ch- basically RD Evans was Champa's um, manager, and then he kind of sold him out for QT, and then we came back from injuries, came in and beat the crap out of him. So yeah, and then uh, yeah, you know Champa and Elgin have their little talk and they're whispering each other's ears. So this is their first time ever match, which I find it hard to believe, but I'll do some research. Um, you know, so. yeah, Elgin understands what Champa is doing. You know, Elgin would have done the same thing, going after the biggest dog in the yard. And then he says his catchphrase, God created all men equal, but they were wrong, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then we see um, Adam Cole almost super kick Jay after their match mm-hmm. uh, earlier this month. Uh, but Adam Cole says, you know, you know, his integrity didn't change. Once he's lost his TV title, he just switched his attitude. Uh, he's taking on Rye Strong in Baltimore, best, uh, best in the world. And we're also getting well, Steen versus a match, Man- a match that we already saw at a live event that we – Covered like two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're getting Steen versus Matt Hardy. Um, yeah, so Bo, were you even aware that Matt Hardy was ever in Ring of Honor? I think so. Like, I know Brett had said, like, pretty much like half, half the AEW wrestler and a lot of people in <laughs> WWE have been like in through Ring of Honor somehow, you know, yeah. like, like the Adam Cole and that, like, like Adam Cole and that whole, um, un, what was it, Undisputed is what they were called, Bucks, yeah. Bucks, Hangman, uh, all that. And then, yeah, I think Matt Hardy was also mentioned. Yeah, and new addition, obviously, Roddy Strong um, to AEW. But uh, we'll real quick, the scene, Steen seemed kind of off in his promos. Like, he's kind of stuttering a little bit lately, or is it just me? I don't know. Maybe he's just been out of shape that his buddy's in WWE, and he's still part of the scum storyline. Ah, that's a good point. Yeah, because uh, – um, Sami Zayn slash El Generico and Steen were a huge tag team slash feud in uh, WWF. So it's cool to see them on and Mania. But Steen or Generico got called up to NXT and Steen's still in Ring of Honor. So, yeah, maybe he's bitter. Um, you know, but yeah, Steen's going to cure the cancer that is Matt Hardy. I was like, wow. And then uh, we're getting BJ Whitmer versus Jay, uh, Bray, Jay Briscoe. But we already watched that match like two weeks ago. 
So, yeah, it's kind of tough with the, with the TV episodes here, Bo, because, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they're taping so many. Right. And they kind of lose track. It's, they're usually pretty decent about it. But, yeah, yeah that, that B.J. Whitmer or Jay Briscoe match happened in a house show like two weeks ago that Will and I covered. Great oh. match, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, did, I know, uh, obviously, Brett knows uh, B.J. Whitmer, but did you ever get some? So, you've gone to Dynamite with Brett with B.J.'s tickets, right? I have, but I've never. I actually, the, um, the whenever the graphic came up, yeah. Um, that was my first time seeing what BJ Whitmer looked like. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I had, I had a different image of what he looked like, like sort of as like a W like an AEW, like women's person, you know, uh, <laughs> now, but now he's got much more of the wrestler look I can see, yeah. but yeah, you know, um, but yeah, I remember I was like, Oh, BJ Whitmer. I finally get to see what he looks like. I was like, Oh, I didn't think that's what he looked like much more yeah. like a wrestler than a backstage guy. Yeah. He's been, I mean, he, uh, he was out of wrestling for a little while because he broke his neck and then he went to drug, you know, the, the story. But he's had like two or three really nasty drops on his head. Oh, geez. And, um, Jay Briscoe in that match dropped him over the top rope onto his head through a table. So I was like, hey. Wow. Um, but, uh, you know, we go to a quick segment here uh, with Nigel and Kevin Kelly. Uh, but Toronto, man, they were on fire. This crowd is really into the show. Um. You know, uh, but we get uh, scum, you know, and basically Steve Carino's running, uh, you know, basically Ring of Honor's um, version of NWO. Um, you know, and Kevin Kelly's talking on here how um, Carino's mad that his guys got iced the best in the world because basically everyone's got first contender or number one contender matches, but none of his guys. Um, you know, and uh, he's not giving Matt Hardy a world title shot, but Nigel's a coward. Um no number one contender matches. Carino berates Nigel. Um, oh, yeah, basically, it's, um, Scum's in the ring. Uh, berates Nigel, but then CNC Russell Factory and Lethal, uh, the new number two, under, or new number one contenders come out. Uh, lots of word. Uh, and then, once again, Steve Carino drops the ring of homies line. Um, and then we get a that's racist chant. I thought that was pretty funny, uh, especially considering we're in Canada. Uh, but Carino snaps his finger and a brawl comes out. Um, I'm just going to let you know right, right off the bat, bro, we are not fans of this scum storyline. Uh, as this is your first uh, episode, um, yeah. your first exposure, what did you think of this 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 promo here with Steve Carino and everybody? Uh, it was just silly because I remember those two guys were staring at each other and then there was just chaos just billowing around him. I did see this guy, guy in the scum shirt. Uh, thought it was just kind of funny, you know. He kind of looked like, you know, he was kind of embodying the, the scum. Didn't know what scum stood mm-hmm. for, whether it was a metaphor, whether it was being the word. Since it's in all caps here, I assume it's uh, it's an acronym. But yeah, you know, it was just kind of kind of fun. But also, it sort of reminds me of like sort of just this chaos. Like, never I see Jay Lethal now. It's always sort of with Jeff Jarrett and kind of these very. There's always all this like chicanery and stuff, um, you know, with that tag team. And it was kind of funny just to see that sort of happening here too. Yeah, it's it, it's been going on, but uh, oh my gosh, why am I spacing it? Well, it's suffering, chaos, something, and is that ugliness, mayhem. Oh, ugliness and mayhem. Suffering, chaos, ugliness, and mayhem is what scum stands for. Hi, sunshine. I mean, I, I mean, I would say all four of those are pretty equal. Yeah, know? yeah. So you know, um, it's not like the what the odd future rap song the. Like there's a, um, you know, rap, like Odd Future, there's, you know, it's like a rap group with like Tyler, the creator and Earl Sweatshirt and Frank Goshen. They had this song where they chanted, kill people, burn shit and fuck school, which like all those three things go down in severity. People hard, like kill people the worst. 
burn shit, arson, and then fuck school. That's you know truancy. You yeah. Know? <laughs> oh. yeah, said, yeah, that's actually stolen yeah. from Hannibal, Hannibal Burris, completely ripped. So I will go ahead and give credit to that. But that's sort you know the op- it's the opposite of that. S C U and M are all equally uh, bad. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, this story's gone nowhere in like the two months they've been pushing it. Yeah, it's. It is what it is, but Jimmy Jacobs in there, and Jimmy Jacobs is the man. So, um, sunshine, there's dinner on the stove for you. Um, we get another eight five uh, eight five five cash now ad. So I don't know if you guys need any cash right now. You can call them. Um, yeah, Mark welcomes everyone to Baltimore. We get a quick promo from our national treasure, Mark Briscoe, uh, telling everyone to come down to Baltimore. And uh, yeah, so basically, what's going to happen, uh, Bo, is that the Briscoe brothers are going to fight for the uh, the title uh-huh. um, at uh, Best of the World, which is right down the road from Sandy Fork, Delaware. So, wow, um, heck yeah! So, our main event: uh, the Briscoe Boys versus uh, the American Wolves. Now, Bo, are you familiar with Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards at all? Uh, no, I am not. No, I remember I was trying to. I was Brett was like, "Who's in the main event?" I was like, "Well, it's the Briscoes. You know them." And then I was like, it, it was the wolves, you know, they howled. And then, and then, and then Azar and him were like, oh yeah, it was this, you know, that we were, they, they were like, oh, was it originally they said the, like, were, were, were these two Japanese wrestlers? I was like, no, it's not them, you know? Yeah. Uh, but then they said Eddie Edwards. And I was like, okay, I remember that. It's the, you know, repeated first letter of the first and last name, like a superhero to go back to comic books, Peter Parker. Yeah. You know, all that. Um, yeah, Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards. Yeah, 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 he's actually still pretty prominent in uh impact wrestling, still. So, uh, but wow. Davey Richards uh recently beat up his wife and got canceled. So, um, they were he, a he good... allegedly beat up his wife. Sorry, yeah, allegedly just to cover myself here. So, um, but yeah, so it, I did not know this. I mean, these two are uh, you know, Kevin Kelly says it right off in the promo. Um, these two are the measuring stick of tag teams in Ring of Honor, and that's a fact, um, mm. 100%. And really, there's no – I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find two teams more evenly matched uh, than these two. Yeah. Um, and I, was, I know it's TV, but I was kind of bummed. It only got 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like the start. Eddie and Mark kind of starting off, and, you know, it was actually great pro wrestling. Those guys doing mixing in the joking stuff and mm-hmm. doing actually, like, wrestling wrestling. And, uh, you know, Davey Richards, you know, at this point is getting booed pretty heavily. Well, they're still in Toronto. Yeah. So, so Canada does not like Davey Richards. So, and, uh, just a little kind of like a story filling for you, Bo, in case you don't know. So Richards was the world champion relatively recently. And he's been kind of chippy about getting in the mix with that. They've kind of been tussling with red dragon for the tag belts but they've also been hyping up that in all their years of competition, the American Wolves have never beat the Briscoes in a match. Yeah. And I, that really shocked me. I was surprised. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Davey gets Mark in the, in the corner, starts doing the yes kicks, obviously at the show at the Brian Danielson. And then he realized that's over and he stops and he starts yelling at people. Um, Bo, have you ever seen Red Redneck Kung Fu from Mark Briscoe before? I have not. No. Oh, it, not. it is a thing of fucking beauty. Okay. Um, yeah. Has, so he, I, has he done it on any of his AEW stuff, or is it kind of just an old, a, a deep cut? I don't know. It's not really a deep cut, but I don't. I haven't really watched since he came on. I'd imagine so. Okay. Um, 
But Mark's just a funny motherfucker. But yeah. Um, but I was wondering. I don't know if Davy Richards and Brian Danielson ever wrestled each other because Brian Danielson was huge in Ring of Honor for like the first six or seven years. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if they ever crossed paths. Will, do you remember that by any chance off top? I make it look it up. But what the fuck fun that be? I, I have no idea, Tom. That's before what we're watching. I don't go back and watch stuff. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, but uh, Davy Richards had Jay in an arm bar. Uh, Mark sits a uh, Mark hits a froggy bowl. Uh, but it's pretty cool that Davy let his arm go so he didn't break it. You know, break it. So I don't know if you guys uh, mm-hmm. saw that. Um, you know, shout out to Freeds again real quick because he's from Toronto. Uh, Tony Khan, what the fuck are you doing? You could have had Border Wars. You got Forbidden Door. A, a Border Wars pay-per-view the day before would have been perfect. Um, but in earlier, uh, Davy Richards had uh, hit a double stomp on this guy called Paul London, uh-huh. but he supposedly slipped. And actually, so you've seen, you know, obviously like uh, Cameron Grimes or Finn Balor do the d- double stomp. Mm-hmm. Um, Davy fucking yeah. Richards did it to this guy on his fucking face. Oh my god, just like straight, like yeah. Oh my god, on what the happened? apron. Yeah, on the apron and the hardest part of the ring. Probably just um, tore him up, didn't it? Yeah, he, yeah. he finished the match. Um. Yeah. Amazingly enough, but I think it's the first double stop since then. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in the end, uh, the Briscoes go for the Doomsday device, uh, but it's th- uh, thwarted. Uh, so Mark goes to punch Davy. Davy ducks, and Mark smacks Jay in the mouth, and uh, we get a double t- or a Tombstone double team. And for the first time, like I said, it shocked me. So, uh, Bo, you saw some history here. I did. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The American Wolves finally beat the Briscoes. And uh, the million-dollar question is, would that have happened if Jay hadn't punched Mark in the mouth? What do you guys think? Hmm. They gotta, you know. they gotta sow that, they gotta sow that seed of dissension, right? Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, and they have to, and they have to make it not seem like it was their, you know, like, like, like it was a mistake that they lost. You know, like, yeah. like the mistake was sort of what springboarded into the, into the, um, into the pinfall there. So. So yeah, you know, um, I mean, certainly it, it's set up that way. I think. Yeah. Is, is their teamwork going to get sloppy because they're going to have a match with each other? Yeah, I guess we're going to find out. So, um, you know, I kind of, I bog kind of, you know, as I usually do, I kind of bogarted the notes there. But uh, will, did you have anything to add to that match? No, not really. I. I mean, compared to some singles matches we've had between these four. People, I think we've seen much better outings from them um, altogether. I mean, the thing that sticks out the most was the, the chop segment earlier in the match with the redneck kung fu, and they both come up from the mat, and they're both, like, have a, like, a chop ready, but they both, like, back off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's fine. You know, the Wolves going to win. I mean, the, the tag team division has really kind of stepped back with the other storylines that are going on. Um, so the Wolves, the Wolves are, you know, one of the top teams still. They get a win. Yeah. Um, Bo, what did you think? Obviously, as this is your first time seeing the American Wolves, um, mm-hmm. and your first time really kind of digging into Ring of Honor, what you? Um, this, I mean, I don't mean to assume for everybody, but this is obviously this match was really the no. highlight of the episode personally for me. Um, oh, for oh, for, oh, for sure, yeah, I think it was like a cut above everything else, you know. 
Like, you know, especially like just sort of knowing the Briscoes. I mean, there was just like the look of the wrestlers and just kind of and just kind of what was going on just in terms of just coordination and action. You know, this was just, you know, head and shoulders, you know. But and I mean, given there are only two other matches and, you know, the Ciampa one was was pretty short. But uh, but yeah, this one, you know, I mean, I almost I feel you almost wish this one would have gotten a little bit of more time. But yeah. in terms of just like in ring stuff and storytelling. Yeah, this one was head and shoulders, you know, above the rest and like just a, you know, just a good main event. I mean, the show went by, you know, sped by pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you know, I see what you're talking about too, where it's like, oh yeah, they just film a bunch of these back to back, you know, it reminds me of when Brett and I were at Derby city wrestling here. And I mean, they filmed like, I think three shows we were there for like three hours and it was just like, boom, boom, boom. Oof, yeah. So yeah. You know, I, I can see how that just quick, just, you know, pace, like, you know, goes on, especially, you know, just with, but I mean, I don't know. I think this was just a really great main event and just, you know, you know, like I said, head and shoulders, you know, not to, not to shit on the other two matches, but just to, you know, really accentuate how good this one was. Yeah. No, Matt David from Darien, Hampshire shit all over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Bo, I mean, like we, uh, Will and I always ask each other uh, at the end of it, and obviously, you know, one of the main reasons you're on besides your charming personality um, and d- inside, if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor TV, that you ever saw would you tune in next week yeah i definitely would you know especially especially with all the all the nice teases and stuff you know i think it kind of got better as we went along um and i mean i guess for me too like the recognition helps you know like being like having a good time recognizing these guys and like asking brett like how old is adam Cole? oh he's like our age like shit he was like a kid when he was on that but yeah you know i think in terms of just just promo and stuff and building the thing up you know, um, you know, I thought I, I thought it was solid. And I mean, all the Ring of Honor stuff I've watched has has been really good. You know, like having like started watching wrestling with and I, I assume everyone's done this with like WWE, AEW, WCW, whatever it is, you know, stuff on TV that's made for TV with a bunch of cameras and a production team and and all this stuff. And like getting used to Ring of Honor just being sort of like it, more like what I've seen with indie wrestling, you know, like it, it's the best of both of those things, I think. And yeah, no, I definitely would. Uh, I definitely would keep going for sure. Nice. Okay. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a bad episode. I mean, uh, you know, definitely the the main event would have intrigued me. Um, yeah. I, Alyssa, I mean, the whole Champa Elgin thing. I know, Will, you're not too high on on that, but I mean, it's like you see this big guy and you see this, you know, crazy, you know, smaller guy. How the fuck they can make that work? I'm looking forward to that match. So, um, I would probably tune well, in I'll, next week. The biggest dog in the yard. Well, the biggest dog in the yard hasn't won any matches that matter. And how long? So, yeah. is he really the biggest dog in the yard? I mean, stature wise, but yeah, other than that, yeah, I mean, he's like five foot two. Yeah, I mean, Michael Elgin had like three match of the year contenders last year, but of course he lost all of them. So that's a good point. I didn't yeah. even thought of that. So, yeah. But will if this nope. is your fir- if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor TV, would you keep watching? Mm, I don't know. I don't think overall this episode was as good as some of the other more recent ones have been. Mm-hmm. Like I'd say it's definitely a step down from last week. I think last week's episode was better. Um, I mean, if they didn't have the scum segment, I think that would be a huge difference. Cause like we're talking about the time for the, the main event. I looked at the, the how much time was left in the episode. It's like, all right, there's only one match left. They're going to give us like 25 minutes. And then Carino came out I'm like, this is going to take like 10 minutes. 
And it did. And it's going to add nothing new. Nothing that he hasn't already said in another promo or hasn't screamed about or whatever. And it's, I'm over it. Like, yeah. Wake me when it's over. Like, <laughs> yeah, you take that segment out and you give those guys 20, 25 minutes. They could fucking yeah. do some magic, but yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I take House of Torture. It's like, I need, I need something like the House of Torture. Talking, it's just so monotonous, right? Because you have these people, like Jimmy Rabe just disappears. He's yeah. never he's never part of the group anymore. And it's like, oh, Cliff Compton or whatever tagged. Like, so why didn't they jump in the middle of the tag match? Why didn't why aren't they kind of staking their claim more so? I mean, the answer is because Red Dragon are heels and Scum are heels, and they don't want to do a, a heel versus heel yeah. storyline. Yeah, it's a it's a tough time in Ring of Honor for tag teams, which is odd because um, the Young Bucks do make a comeback at the end of the year, so that's going to be nice. Yeah. Uh, but we got this team called the Bravado Brothers. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, CNC Wrestle Factory. If you ever get a chance, I said, yeah, those guys are awesome. Uh, Cedric Alexander, which is in WWE now, um, but there he's just wasting away. I mean, he's he's a classic example. Um, I love to see him in the best of the Super Junior. So I'm a Cedric guy, but. Um, yeah, all in all, um, a good time. But uh, b- before we pull the train into the proverbial station here, gentlemen, uh, did you guys have anything else you want to add? No, I mean, thank you for uh, thank you for inviting me on to do this. This was fun as hell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we finally got to do this. Sorry, it took me a, a little while. But uh, yeah, yeah Paul, obviously make sure you plug all of your uh, – um, you know, so you're doing editing for other podcasts too. I, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll plug I'll, I mean, I'll number one plug uh Brainbuster boys are right in the middle of a big fun storyline. Our next episode should be out sometime next week um, at Brainbuster boys on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I also edit for creating our way, which is like a, it's a mindfulness podcast. This guy, the, the namesake Antonio Saunders on here is having me do. Uh, and, uh, I'm kind of editing it and, and doing like a little like speech, like, like writing of his stuff for him. So I don't know when that's going to be out, but we're doing that. But also, um, we're on episode 10 of the RV destinations podcast, which is from the RV destinations magazine. So they're just kind of two of my clients that, that I work for, but, uh, but Brainbuster boys is my baby. Hmm. So, uh, so like follow, subscribe that on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and listen to our newest story because we put a lot into it and it's a lot of fun. Are we? Uh, I know we had Mike on for a little while. Are we going to get uh, Beaumont Reads Wikipedia episode anytime soon? I mean, there's one that's fully edited and ready to go. I just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to put it. That's the best way to put it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Will, my friend, you got anything? Just as always, everybody who listens, people who send in questions. Uh, Shining Wizards, all the our friends and family there. BGM, all our friends and family there. Um, as always, if you if you enjoyed the comic book talk earlier, highly recommend Comic Book Couples Counseling Podcast. Um, I also enjoy. Um, there's one called None of My Friends Like Comics. Mm-hmm. Where I gotta call this and have an extensive comic reading background, so I think I think the kayfabe is is dead, brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, I really couldn't put it any better than Will did. 
Uh, but yeah, make sure you check out, um, you know, old Ring of Honor if you've got Honor Club. Um, you know, or don't. Maybe maybe you skip a few years. Maybe maybe you just maybe just skip. Maybe just skip to twenty twenty one when the pure tournament starts up again. There's we've got some good years coming up ahead of us, Will. So you know you're stuck we, with me now. We still have to decide if we're taking a hiatus when uh when Ring of Honor takes a hiatus in twenty thirty one. When Ring of Honor hits the, the hiatus. Yeah, when the world flips upside down. So awesome. Well, Bo, thank you again for coming on. Thanks I appreciate again, guys. Yeah. yeah, much appreciated, you all. Yeah, Will, thanks for uh, you know for doing this with me every week. And uh, Micah, we will get you back, my friend. Uh, hopefully get your wife fixed out. But uh, high fivers, uh, we will talk to everybody later. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.